1: To the top. top. You're tuned in to the
2: Eagle Hour.
1: Well, happy Monday, everybody. Welcome uh, to a new week of the Eagle Hour. Excuse me, Bob Getty and Kelly Sander. We're in the Southern Bank Core Studio here in Hattiesburg. Luke is in the Southern Bank Core Studio over in Laurel, and we're glad to have you back. Post baseball week, but before we move on to uh, other subject matter, uh, Kelly Sander, big announcement over the weekend. And we had kind of talked about this. Don't mean to pat ourselves on the back at all, but we had uh, gotten word that uh, Tate Parker, the uh, star center fielder from Pearl River Community College, was leaning heavily toward uh, signing with Southern Miss and. uh, it all became official next uh, this weekend.
3: Yeah, he put it out on social media on Saturday, and uh, he will be – and it's no secret, obviously, that Southern Miss is in the market for uh, a center fielder with uh, Montenegro leaving after his 12-year career <laughs>
1: 12-year yeah, yeah,
3: career here. So we'll actually have Tate on the program tomorrow to talk about One it. One o'clock. So, right. That's uh, tomorrow. Tate Parker will be here on the Eagle Hour.
1: Heath Hinton from Big Old Nation on the show today. We're going to talk a little Sun Belt football. But, Heath, before we uh, move on to that uh, – a nice, a nice catch by Southern Miss. This kid apparently could possibly slide right into center field and bring some power to the batting lineup.
2: Yeah, a great pickup. And you look at him, he reminds you of a Dylan Bordeaux. Uh Back in the day, uh guy who batted, I mean, just look at his batting average. What was at four fifty, had, uh, what, 18 home runs, almost 60 RBIs, 20 stolen bases. I mean, and it's incredible a plug-and-play guy in center field, and a leadoff guy that Barry likes to have that has a little pop in his bat but can run. I mean, th- there's some moves being made for Southern Miss right now to really sure up their fielding and the lineup. Uh, keep the pitching. wow, this team could be special next year. All right. Real Luke, special.
1: Luke Johnson and our uh, Southern Bank Court Studios in Laurel, I know you've been following this story as well. You take that and you take the uh, – the young catcher from Alabama, and uh, two nice pieces added already to the roster.
0: Yeah, they really are. And, and Heath, you mentioned it. Um, Parker, you know, with, with his power, projects more of a, of a three-hole or a four-hole, but the, the stolen bases really stand out to 18 last year, 28 for his career, 37 home runs in two years. Um, and this is possibly, you know, allows Carson Pato going forward, you know, to move into a, a, a two-hole or, or a three-hole um, because uh, Parker gives you you know plus power from the right side of the bat, and that that's kind of we haven't had a, a right handed uh, leadoff man in quite some time.
2: No, and and Luke also, if they add another piece, uh, maybe a certain second baseman that some people think might be on the move, if they add that guy in, uh, another guy with speed at the top of the lineup, you could even move uh, Peto down to a a five and have him hit behind Sergeant. I mean, there's just This lineup, you look at the production of the lineup, is going to be better next year. I don't think there's any other way to look at it just with those two pieces added. But they add another piece, maybe a second baseman transfer, and you're talking it's going to be that's going to be a tough out in that lineup any way you look at
3: it but one of the biggest pieces you guys that's also been talked about this weekend is what's the status of coach christian ostrander he's made it very very public on this program and very clear on this program that he is in it for the long haul here at southern miss and what might be you know might be a head coaching position or a coach uh, as the coach in waiting perhaps when scott berry decides to retire that ostrander would slide in there but and it's going to be it's going to be tough for him or anybody to say no if if some of these big schools come along and flash some of those those big numbers. But from what we know at this hour, he's still very much a golden eagle. What do you guys think?
1: Well, and I just think there's so many rumors on. the uh, – Lord knows you can believe everything you hear on the internet. You remember Joy Lee retired, <laughs> and uh, we we read about that on the Ashton? internet. Uh, yeah, I, I just think right now it's just all speculation and rumor. And there's no there's no there, there's nothing right now to make you think Christian Ostrander leaving Southern Miss. And other than other than speculation and rumor on the Internet. So that's kind of where we're but at.
3: But look, it's it, he would be somebody that
1: any any program well, sure, would course. certainly be interested in. Of course. And isn't that what you want in your program? Yes. In a strange way. I mean, it is right. For sure. Yeah. All right, well, let's put baseball to bed for just a little bit. I don't say that often, but I think probably it's time. And I asked Keith to come on today for a couple of segments because he caught my attention last week when I I read this article about Phil Steele's publication naming 10 Southern Miss football players to various all-Sun Belt teams uh, prior to the school's inaugural season. So I asked you to do some research. I wanted to talk a little bit today about Sunbelt football, which we really haven't gotten into. And I know you I know you diligently got to work on it. So before we move on to who will be the big opponents, who will be the biggest challenges in Sunbelt football, share with our listeners the comparison you shared with me Friday afternoon about Sunbelt versus Conference USA football. All
2: right, let's just look at the past two years in both conferences. Let's start with 2020. Uh, 14 games were played between the conferences. The Conference USA won five, Sunbelt won nine. Four bowl games were played between the conferences, and this is in 2020, and Conference USA went 0-4 in those bowl games. In 2021, there were eight games played between the two schools. Conference USA won two, Sunbelt won six, and two bowl games were played, which were split one, you know, one apiece. So if we're looking at the past two years, the schools played at each other, Conference USA versus Sunbelt. There were 22 games played in the regular season. Conference USA won seven. The Sunbelt won 15. There were six bowl games played. And Conference USA went one in five in those six bowl games. <clears throat> the, yes. It is going to be a much more difficult conference than Conference USA was in the Sun Belt. It's a deeper conference. It's a conference with schools that have had some recent success and are doing a good job of, of keeping that recent success going. Yes, thank God, you know, Southern Miss is out of Conference USA, but they are moving. They're not moving down. It's not really a lateral move. I said it's a forward move. It's a move into a tougher conference especially when you're looking at football and, of course, baseball. It's going to be a lot tougher and a lot better, and the teams will have more talent. It's going to be a fun time to be a Golden Eagle fan with this conference move.
3: Kelly and you and you look at well look at some of the schools in the Sun Belt and the traditions they have. First of all, Georgia Southern. Let's start there. Georgia Southern has been one AA champion. I don't know how many years. Then then made the transition very well into Division One. Um, they've had some great coaches. You know, go go through there, including um, the coach who is at. Is at Tulane now Willie Fritz, who interviewed for a Southern Miss job at one time as a head coach, went to Georgia Georgia Southern, did very very well. He's now at, at Tulane. The great Irk Russell, uh, Hall of Famer Irk Russell, who put Georgia Southern on the map. You've got the Atlanta market now with uh, with Georgia State, which is an upcoming you know program. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette, the Cajuns have been, have been making strides. Great facilities now at South Alabama. We all witnessed those last year when Eagle fans made that trek down there. So there's, there's no reason to think that, th- that this is now, And you think, well, the Southern Miss team is going to be better than it was last year. That goes without saying. But now remember, they're not going to be playing Conference USA opponents. They're going to be playing Sunbelt opponents. So you've got to have a little bit of leeway there as to tempering your expectations
0: going into this season, I think.
1: Luke Johnson, you excited like everybody else? Uh, increased competition all around the board.
0: Yeah, we were looking last night just back through the schedule and, and looking at, you know, which with a couple games you want to travel to. Uh, the one that gets me excited is, is the Coastal Carolina game in, in November. So Coastal last year won 11. The year before they won 11. Jamie Chadwell's got it really going. That's a great place to travel if you got to fly somewhere, you know, or, or take a nice drive. You're 20 minutes from Myrtle Beach. But I mean, you're going to San Antonio plus all these others, you know, Troy's driving distance. Um, I think Arkansas State, uh, and Jonesboro. Actually, we get them at home. Um, but, but Coastal and Troy, uh, and then Monroe's the the other you know road game you've got. I, I'm really in, intrigued about um, obviously with with South Alabama, and I think hopefully we may in its present spot, it's it's uh, week eleven, which I think you' probably get a better home crowd uh, the weekend before Thanksgiving. Uh, I, I'm also excited about Appalachian State. A lot of people don't know this. They call their stadium the Rock. Their colors are black and gold. obviously, we have the rock and black and gold. You could see, uh, you know, when we travel there, it being like a battle for the Rock. So many opportunities for Southern Miss fans to see their team, uh, you know, within four or five hours.
1: Right, we've got Keith from Big Old Nation on the show We're about out of time in this break. Uh, when we come back, I also ask Keith to analyze who are the toughest opponents in Sun Belt football, who he thinks may become the big football rivalries, and who do the Golden Eagles have to fear the most, for lack of a better term, when they enter. Sunbelt Conference Football, opening segment of the show sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Great place to take your family for a delicious meal and a wonderful place to cater your next event. Think about Dickey's, you won't be sorry. Eagle Hour returns right after this. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the Top. Second segment of the Eagle Hour every day is sponsored by our good friends at Campus Bookmart and campusbookmart.net. We had a great time, Michael Morgan and I, at Campus Bookmart a week or so ago. We did a two hour show down there and had a wonderful time with Miss Kathleen. I remind you, they got great summer apparel. All the great Southern Miss logos for every sport. They're waiting for you right now, Campus Bookmark, CampusBookmark.net.
3: Yeah, the last time I was there, I was looking for another shirt, and I said, "Miss Kathleen, you got one for me. She said, yeah, they're over there next to the bed sheets.
1: Yes, that's <laughs> right. It get them confused sometimes, <laughs> yeah. I understand. Hey, remember, you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast uh, 365 uh, every day of the week, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, tune in. Or you can just tell Alexa to play Super Talk Eagle Hour. And while I'm thinking about really good things, the beignets at Mo Bay Beignet on Hardy Street. I uh, had a little sample again over the weekend and uh, absolutely fantastic. And
3: they've removed all the calories, no doubt.
1: Yes, I got the diabetic friendly beignets okay. and uh, they were absolutely delicious. Great, great, uh, great sauces, not sauces, but uh, syrups that you can right. put on top of them, a variety of flavors, great coffees, all sorts of great coffees, lattes mochas all that good stuff and uh, and they make the beignets when you order them kelly i got good news for you Sandra. you can buy them by the dozen
3: that's what i'm talking about yeah that's i tend to get pretty messy
1: though with all that powder and stuff all over me yeah Yeah. Uh, well they're delicious and uh don't worry about the powder the powder's good too and uh mo baby on hardy street all right we're talking to heath head big gold nation all right heath let's break it down sunbelt conference who are the best teams in the league? The teams that Southern Miss will face the biggest challenges when they play.
2: Well, I mean, you look at the conference last year. They had three teams that had uh, double-digit wins. Of course, Appalachian State, ten and four. Coastal Carolina was eleven and two, uh, and Oolala, Louisiana. I'm still going to call them Oolala for the rest of their life. Thirteen and one went undefeated in. Thirteen. Uh, Belt play. Wow. Yeah, they were really good last That's year.
0: That's why Billy Napier is um, in Florida now.
2: Yeah, yeah, he, he tied that into a really nice uh, payday. But they still got all that talent return and That team's going to be outstanding. It's a tougher conference now. On the backside of it, yes, there were some teams that struggled. Uh, while they did have three teams that did have double-digit wins, uh, they only had five teams with uh, winning records uh so there you go but then again you're also bringing marshall in you're bringing old dominion james madison i don't know how much they're going to be able to contribute right off the bat southern miss southern miss is a uh, program that's you know hopefully on the rise there everybody believes they're going in the right direction but when you're talking about southern miss right now you're talking about will hall building a program and that comes with recruiting so to me and it's my opinion, I think the biggest games of the year are going to be against teams that are close to you because you're going to want to win those recruiting battles. So any of those games, South Alabama, Monroe, uh, Ooh-la-la, maybe even Arkansas State, uh, those games, those are the important games for Southern Miss because that will help you win those local recruiting battles. As you've seen uh, here lately, Coach Will Hall really been recruiting the state of Mississippi well. You want to be able to keep those recruiting battles uh, Those recruiting ties open, and the best way to do that is win football games. And I think those are probably your most important games this season going into it. Especially when you're talking about building rivalries, which these are these are just tailor-made rivalries in all sports for schools. So, look, it's going to be a it's going to be a new adventure, but it's going to be an adventure where you're going to have schools. That are like you. These schools, all these schools are so similar in so many ways. Um, UTSA and Southern Miss did not have a lot in common. UTEP and Southern Miss really doesn't have much in common. But you look at uh, Southern Miss, Monroe, Southern Miss, Lafayette, Southern Miss, South Alabama, they have a lot in common. And it just breeds rivalry, it breeds recruiting. It's uh, those local games that you've got to win in this conference to keep those uh, recruiting.
1: Uh, I'm I'm going to throw in another school that maybe I just didn't hear you say, it. but I think Troy's important because I think Troy Troy, Troy and South Alabama seem now in the last few years to have gotten some of these uh, players off the Florida panhandle that in the past Southern Miss just gobbled up. If they didn't go to Alabama or Auburn, they went to Southern Miss. That had not been the case in the last few years. So I think maybe uh, winning games against those schools helps uh, a little bit Luke Johnson recruiting kids in the panhandle.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, what what the Sun Belt does is it allows you uh, you know you have a, a regional footprint. If anything, though, I think what Will Hall has shown is, yeah, he will take outside for sure. But the the decision to recruit within the state of Mississippi, we just got another uh, commit off of uh, state champion, Scott Central, six five wide receiver committed yesterday. I mean, I I think. In the past, you had to go outside because you weren't getting as many Mississippi kids, and I, I think he'll go, he'll go to those areas. So you you surely you want to win those when you get in recruiting battles. But I, I think what Will Hall is saying is is that most of our talent is going to come from inside the state, and he's okay with that. Uh, and so anything you can do when you win in that footprint only helps you to get. Uh, what they might call, you know, peripheral kids, but he's definitely not going to go make his recruiting living going in to the backyards of of uh, of these other schools. He he wants to win so that he can do that, but I don't see him really focused out of state first and foremost.
3: Man, I think I think. You know, in these, the younger generation, this, this new age of coaches that we're talking about, of which Will Hall is one of them. I got to tell you, and, and it's, it's no secret that Bob and I, that, that we're long in the tooth and we've been around Southern Miss Sports for a long, long time. And, and we're more used to the football coaches that were, that held all of their cards very close to their vest. You couldn't even talk to them socially unless you went through about three or four gate, gatekeepers, right? But you see will hall now and his – I mean will Hall was hanging out as much in the roost during the regional and super regional as anybody. I got a phone call the other night out of the blue from the linebackers coach Brandon Lacey, hey Sandman, what are you doing and what what 's going on tonight you know now i mean you, you would never you 'd never get that from from the old school football coaches, and I like that I find that a really a breath of fresh air that these coaches are are not only in it to win it, but they're vested in the community. Uh, they're not above reproach, you know. I mean, you, they're, they're just, and I think that's going to go a long way in in the recruiting. You know, is not because remember, you're not just recruiting players, you're recruiting fans. Right, you got to put you got to put some people in the seats, and when you are that gregarious and out there in the community, it's gonna it's gonna
1: pay rewards all the way around. It's gonna be a new dawn, Heath, uh, in in that regard. I mean, these coaches are so open to us. I, I sent a text this morning a question to Coach Hall, and within ten minutes, uh, he responded. I, I've got text messages in to the previous coach that I'm still waiting on a response. <laughs> And he was, that was like, that was like three years ago. So uh, it's a different, different on, different day, isn't it, Heath?
2: You're absolutely right. A lot more access to them. They're, they they want you. They want the media to uh, write about them. They want that to happen. It's a different approach as we've seen in the past. It's not as we got to be hush hush about everything. They want all of the media, they want all of the attention they can get because they understand it's the way they build a program. That's that new age style. But I will also say that while Will Hall, yes, he's a new age coach, there's a lot of things about Will Hall that's old school too. And I think he gets that from his dad a little bit. But there's a lot of old school in Will Hall too, um, which is, you know, he's, he's – it's not all just about wins and losses with him. It's about building – uh, building young men it's about showing them the right way there's accountability at certain aspects where you're not seeing it in some places so i think will hall has a lot of that old school in him with a new school mentality i think that's a good way to put will hall and his staff but the staff is very open if you have a question about eligibility or anything they're always there to answer if they can if they can't answer it they'll let you know but just a just a a really i don't want to say an easy way of dealing but they make it they make it such a nice it's such a nice relationship to have when they're open and they will answer questions.
1: All right, one minute left. Wrap up your thoughts, uh, Luke Johnson, about the Sun Belt, about the teams the Eagles are going to face and this new era of Southern Miss football we're about to witness.
0: I mean, it's just exciting. I mean, you've been you've been stuck in the same conference through two or three different turnovers, and uh, it, it seems as if the programs coming in were, were less, and it feels like because of that you you, you went down some. And so the fact about playing good competition and, and teams that you you feel like your fan base can get, be more excited about, um, that, and those teams will actually bring you know fans in. I, I think it's just it's going to create the excitement and it's going to give us a chance to come back. Um, I just felt like. Man, when, when Conference USA, especially the second time around, uh, made the decision to go after media markets, um, we, we just watered down everything, and you saw it across the board. So I'm all for playing better opponents every week because it eventually makes you much better also.
3: And that's, and that's the fact that Southern Miss went to the Sun Belt when it did. Thank goodness, because yep. we essentially now have seen the death of Conference all right. USA. All
2: right. all right, Heath, thank We're you, buddy. We're also going to have leadership we've never had before. Yeah. Real quick, that. how we can I join?
1: The uh, how can I join Big Gold Nation?
2: Go to southernmiss.rivals.com. Click on Join. Uh, you know, it's eight ninety nine a month for a year. Join the conversation, have a good time. We have some good ones going on right now about football and the future of Southern Miss athletics. So, uh, just join, have a good time. Thanks, guys. I appreciate All y'all right. having me on as always.
1: Ethan, Big Gold Nation. As we exit with some Frank Zappa, go Michael Mergens. <laughs>
0: Miss to, to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
1: I want to thank Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation for joining us and talking a little bit about Sun Belt Conference football. We know it's just June, and uh, we've got some time to go here, but we're going to start kind of ramping up as we get past the Fourth of July, and then the countdown to football season, in a lot of ways, begins. Going to try to get, going to try to get some people from the Sun Belt on the show, maybe some of the coaches, some of the. Uh, you know, the the big brass from the Sun Belt to talk about uh, not only Southern Miss guys coming into the league, but, you know, a good Marshall football program is yes. coming into the league. ODU's coming into the league. It's uh, It really is, in, in, in many senses, a, a a new dawn and a, a new opportunity. Also working to uh, get Athletic Director Jeremy McClain on the show later this week, get his thoughts about that. And uh, Kelly has four-year extension, so Jeremy's going to be around a while.
3: Yeah, I don't, I, and that poor guy, well, I say poor guy. Uh, but ever since, it's like day one, he's taken the job. It's, there's been, it's always been something. Who was the old Saturday Night Live character back in the 70s? It's always something. Right. Well, it seems like it's been that way, whether it's been hiring coaches or hosting regionals or changing conferences, for heaven's sake. I mean, there hasn't been one day that Jeremy McClain hasn't had a laundry list no. of about 50 things to do. So,
1: 4th Street Barn Grill sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour, and we appreciate all Slade and the great gang down there does. Great food is- as we talk about very often, uh, always uh, some entertaining, entertaining sports on the TVs and uh, cold beverages and a lot of Southern Miss memorabilia. You know, Kelly, I was, something came to my mind this weekend. Really? What,
3: what is that I hear? Could it be? Are we getting having a visitor from the East?
1: Hear tell. As I look into the future. <laughs> so he's rubbing off on you a little he's bit. He's rubbing off a little bit. Uh, better than having hump rub on you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. The Kelnak could be returning soon. Well, you have to look into that crystal ball, Bob. And,
3: well, he, soothsayer, Sage, fortune teller, all knowing, all sharing everything about Southern yes, Miss we, sports. We
1: did have the president of uh, Law Tech uh, call us and say, the next time that <laughs> SOB's on, I want to make sure you let me know. I can't imagine why, but... Uh, well, he only had to sign 32 diplomas this spring. Yeah, this it was spring, an so. easy day for him. Yeah, it was. So uh, maybe Kelnak uh, returns very soon. Uh, we're hoping so. Uh, Luke Johnson, what have you got news-wise well, for the Golden Eagles?
0: Before we do that, will, will Kelnak be able to um, divine where uh, where Will McGillis is headed? Is that is that something that's I possible?
1: don't know. What, what do you think, Kelly? He, he know him personally. He knows all. He, he'll, he sees it all, doesn't he? He, he? does. It's, I'm yeah. sure he'll, I'm he sure he'll know. All. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're looking forward to it. Uh, Kelly Really is the guy that communicates with him more than us, and uh, when you get word back from the Far East, you'll let us know, right? I will. He was. He was. Uh, he, he said he's in Harlem
3: right now. He actually. He actually predicted uh, Joe Biden's fall off his of his bicycle. Did he
1: last yeah. week? Did he predict he would get back up <laughs> without I assistance? I don't
3: know.
0: He was, a, he was actually wa- walking uh, Louie down the uh, the road the other day mm-hmm. in uh, in Kelly's uh, community. All right, yeah. uh, I mentioned yeah. it. I mentioned it real quick with, with Heath, but Southern Miss football got another commit. Uh, this is for the 2023 season. Javion Butler, a six foot five, gentlemen, wide receiver, weighs 200 pounds. Uh, it's Scott Central who scored about 185 points when they won the state championship in The Rock about six months ago. So Desmond uh, Lindsay recruited, um, Javion Butler from Scott Central. So again, guys, another commitment. Another kid from Mississippi.
3: Yeah, and when you look at when you look at Butler too, you 6'5", six five two hundred as a high schooler. Right, so you so you got uh, Jamar Chase type you know build coming out of high school right to Southern Miss. Now when you get a guy that's like 6'5, 165, then you're getting, you know, those but but this this kid's put together. All right, at 6'5, 200 and he's only going to get bigger and stronger. So that's that's a great get you, for and the when Golden you think
0: Eagles. of the height, you think of, you know, what Brownlee does on the outside, the 1-on-1 matchups, you can go up and get the ball. I don't have 40 times on him or anything, but um yeah, you start looking if he bulks up a little bit, I mean, right? you could Almost like a tight end in, in the slot and get, you know, mismatches on linebackers or stuff, but it just amazes me. I mean, here they, they they're going to offer Mississippi kids. They're going to snag Mississippi kids. Um, it, it's just, it's good to, to, to know. All right. Um, just to mention it because it is a premier sporting event going on. College World Series, Oklahoma, two and oh, right now. They beat Notre Dame last night. Texas A&M put Texas out, so Notre Dame and A&M playing an elimination game tomorrow. Oklahoma off till Wednesday. Bottom part of the bracket um, is right now: uh, Arkansas and Ole Miss play tonight. Auburn and Stanford playing an elimination game. Stanford doubled in the bottom of the first inning, and I think they're actually has just scored their second run if they ruled this uh, fair ball. So, uh, Arkansas tonight. Uh, Hunter Elliott who. Uh, through against the Golden Eagles uh, for Ole Miss last weekend. He'll be pitching tonight. And, and let me just mention this, guys. After watching what, you know, DeLucia did to Auburn, um, I said, okay, yeah, I, I can see why we couldn't hit him uh, very good either in game one. So anyway, Ole Miss doing that. I, I, I think I'm, since Notre Dame got beat last night, I'm still kind of pulling for Notre Dame. I've never pulled for Notre Dame, but since they served the world by knocking Tennessee out. But I think this, you want to talk about a, a hot team, Kelly. Oklahoma's flaming right now. I mean, just scorching hot in how they're playing, especially last night after beating Notre Dame. And 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 that's the
3: old adage: is it better to be is it better to be good or better to be hot? You know, and because you can't you can't dispute the fact that the you're that,
1: talking about baseball
3: right? that the, that okay. the Sooners are are playing really really well right now and. And there's another team in the field, a team that's playing tonight.
1: Boomer sooner. That, that's been Boomer sooner. It's been pretty, Boomer sooner. <laughs> he won't even
3: no, you, it.
0: I thought you were going to call them the Hogs on air. It was what you were going to do tonight. Uh both of those Both of those teams are
3: hot. Okay. Both of those teams are hot. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it doesn't it, it don't say it. Okay, all right. Don't say it. Right. Don't say it right. on not. this show. Let either. me
0: let me just let me just help you out, Sander. And, and then today through, you know, through next Monday. Do not speak positively at all about the team from Oxford, Mississippi, because I don't want to get lumped into something you say. So five months from now, somebody pulls out a receipt claiming that Luke Johnson pulled for Ole Miss in the College World Series. So mm-hmm. please, mm-hmm. like please you did please help year. me and Bob out and not like cheer, you did la- I got like s- you did last year. I got
1: skewered on social media, and I never opened my mouth. No, I, it was it was me.
3: Yeah. Um, so so don't do it. I- let me just say this. Don't do it. No, let don't, me just say. Don't say, say anything. Don't do it. No, no, you guys, I, I'm i not. This is not me saying this. Don't do it. Okay. The odds makers in Las don't Vegas. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. They have a particular view as to who they think will, you know, they have the team. Oh, is that Hump? Oh, he's released. Hump. You've, you've hump. upset Hump. He's charging after me here. Okay. I won't. I won't say any more.
0: Stanford Stanford did score. They're up 2 to nothing now to uh, Auburn in the bottom of the second. You know you know what's really unique about Stanford and I know this is Southern Miss show, but Stanford, the
3: enrollment at that school is it's a very small enrollment. I mean, smaller than than Southern Miss as far as enrollment goes, but every year since 1960, I believe. And now you're including women's sports here, but every academic year since like 1960, Stanford has won at least one national championship. Really? Yeah,
1: don't they have a Mississippi kid on their team? Seems like I read that somewhere.
3: I'm, I'm uh, on in baseball. baseball team. You, I mean, obviously, you got to be pretty doggone smart to get there, yeah, uh, to, to Stanford. But that's almost, I think, eighty percent of the students that go to Stanford are, are on athletic scholarships. And their nickname, the Cardinal. Yeah, they they
0: used to be the Indians. You're, oh, well, you're exactly right. That. You're exactly right, that. Bob. Braden Montgomery. Who's a freshman, went to Madison Central High School. He's a right-handed pitcher, also plays outfield for will study these Stanford. things for you guys. So but, we can pull for Stanford. Yeah. We got a Mississippi kid on there. Yeah. 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 But they're facing the I just haven't I, been
1: able to bring myself to watch it. It's just, um, first time in a long time, I haven't. I just think our team should have been there, and uh, we're so close. It's just too, I just can't watch it.
0: I want to go back to, um, to, to Jeremy McLean's uh, contract, and, and absolutely fabulous, what not only was able to get us out of Conference USA into the Sun Belt, but able to do it a year early in order for us not to lose um, that much revenue. Um, so so that that's the biggest decision. Obviously, you don't get this chance to move conferences. Uh, he's done something that hasn't happened in 25 years. Let me ask you guys this, this question. What what is the next big decision that has to come for Jeremy McLean? I mean, is it is it facilities, and then if it is more specific, we all know Reed Green. Outside of Reed Green, like if answer that one first, you think facilities, but like what what's the next big deal on facilities that that needs to be looked at?
1: Well, I think that I think they've started to look at an expansion of Pete Taylor Park, and I to me that's that's the money maker right now. Uh, Facility wise, that, and I, I think the big elephant in the room is the next challenge. Jeremy is going to have is is the guidance of the basketball program. It must improve, and uh, that burden ultimately, that decision will ultimately fall on Jeremy McClane. And as as the as the university goes forward
3: along, and they'll get some help with this, I'm sure, from, from the conference officials because there is some leadership in the Sun Belt, is the way how to market the athletic program, you know, some re, some so, the way they design social media uh, approaches to, to reach out to a younger fan base now, um, and the way that they present the program from radio to television to social media, all of those different things are going
1: to going to have to be looked at because those are right. constantly changing. As Jefferson Airplane said when they took the stage at Woodstock, as the sun rose, it's a new dawn. I knew I you were there. I knew I saw you there. I saw you too. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't born. I was in the mud (laughs) pit.
0: Southern Miss to the top. Final segment in the Southern Bancor studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Kelly Santer, happy to have you along on this first day of the work week on the Eagle Hour. Fourth segment brought to you by D1 Training and D-Bat in Hattiesburg, right to the right of Best Buy on Hardy Street. Big old parking lot, D-Bat on the left, D1 Training on the right. It's hot outside, but it's cool inside their facilities. You'll see our good friends at DBAT and D1 Training, dbathattiesburg.com. All right, um little, little change in uh, soccer coaches. Over the weekend, Southern Miss announced uh, the hiring of a new assistant coach for the soccer program. Coach Mo announcing Haley Knowles will uh, become the new assistant coach for Southern Miss soccer. Carly Malden. Also through social media, welcoming Coach Knowles, and uh, as it appears she will take Carly Malden's spot. Carly uh, just told Southern Miss fans just to wait and see what's what's next for her. We do know that she's going to stick around Hattiesburg, as far as we know, because she's engaged to Todd MacAvica, who will be on the show with us tomorrow, second and third segment. He's the strength, uh, head strength and conditioning coach for Olympic sports, primarily softball and baseball. And, guys, this is going to be really fun to talk to, because Oz told us this at the first part of the season. Todd really has a big um, part of why – our pitchers throw the way they do, and so I, I'm looking forward. I don't know you guys add to that, but I'm looking forward. You know, to we haven't had him on. We've had Coach Ankar on, but a guy who is, in a lot of ways, responsible for what we saw on the mound this year with baseball. That'll be a fun conversation. Yeah, and if he, is he coming to the studio?
3: Or is there going to be a phone interview? Somebody phone interview. I was going to say because we're going to have to widen this door. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and these 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 strength and uh, conditioning coaches are Cook monsters.
1: Luke can come on anytime he wants to because I'm not going to tell him no. No, and,
3: and and yeah. with him we don't have to widen the door. He'll just punch
1: through the glass and <laughs> come <laughs> through. <a> beast. <laughs> come through the glass. Um, well, he may know where our guest may know where Carly's going. Luke, if anybody would know, he would.
0: I mean, yeah, he would obviously. But what what I'm you know my dad. My dad asked me over the weekend, where's Carly going? I was like, well, she's probably hanging around Hattiesburg because Todd's employed by the university. But, uh, yeah, I just, you know, she she's played. She's, she's done soccer every year since, you know, she's probably seven or eight years old and so been assistant coach last year. Southern Miss soccer, we'll, we'll miss her. Um, you know, the players that, that we had on just said, you know, sh- she speaks to us in our own language, and I think that's – Coach Mo did an excellent job targeting her. She's one of the best players and uh, in. In Mississippi uh, high school history, and of course, started every game at Mississippi State. So yeah, be fun talking to Todd tomorrow.
3: And of course, uh, Tate Parker will be joining us tomorrow as well, the center fielder from Pearl River, who set the home run career record at Pearl River this year. About his announcement over the weekend that he is uh, headed to Southern Miss to continue his baseball career. You know, one other one other uh, a postscript on this, the Christian Ostrander thing. And again, we're just using him as an example, but. You know, there was talk, well, you know, is he the coach-in-waiting? You know, what has he been promised? What has he not been promised? Does he go to another school? Does he stay? You know, Jeff Bauer, let's use Jeff Bauer as an example. Jeff Bauer was the offensive coordinator at Southern Miss, then left to go to Oklahoma State, uh, and then began that long list of former Oklahoma State coaches, right, to become head coaches at Southern Miss. So Bauer was at Southern Miss, left to go to Oklahoma State, and came back, all right? So let's just, again, this is all hypothetical. Well, let's just use Ostrander as an example. There's there's nothing saying that, that Oz couldn't leave Southern Miss and potentially come back as a coach. But Luke, you made a very good point that I think needs to be made to any coach in that type of situation. If they have a chance to stay, all right, make it, make it livable to where they could stay, to where they would be transitioned into being the next coach, if that's the case. By staying, they would they would be able to have some influence as to who was recruited and coming into the fold. so they would have a say into the team that they inherit as opposed to going away and having no say in in who's recruited.
0: yeah, I mean with, with all sports you build, so Southern miss have been to the regionals, they host the super this year. you know just the the point I made is you know with if Oz stays around. Then he's able to influence the type of team that he will eventually, as it's, you know, kind of assumed across the board, he will lead. Um, if he steps away, you know, he's going to be when, if, if he were to come back, say he, he goes to a school and then comes back a, as the head coach, he, he wouldn't have a say however many years he was gone. Right. So I think that plays into the argument, um, that why somebody sticks around, because let's be honest, where there's more money, there's more pressure. And where there's more pressure, there are many times is more uncertainty, uh, and so I think that's probably uh, what what will ultimately be, uh, you know, some of the right what what determines it. I just I, I see a positive in him staying is if he knows however many years down the road he's going to be the head coach at Southern Miss. Then right now in the present, he can help form and shape that roster for him. And,
1: and there's it. no certainty about your future at a school like LSU. You have a you have a year or two that that meet expectations. Look. And you could be outside looking in.
0: If you'd have told us, what, four years ago, that between Will Wade, Ed Orgeron, and Paul Maneri, that Paul Maneri would be the first one of those dudes forced out, nobody would have believed it. And right. yet, that's what happened. That's exactly. And
3: right. again, that's all hypothetical with, you know, Coach Oz is not going anywhere. And we're certainly not shoving Scott Barry out the door, <laughs> right? So that was we all want just them
1: both. for the yeah, sake of conversation. Yeah. We want them both. All right. That wraps up the Monday edition of Eagle Hour. Great show coming for you tomorrow. We hope you'll join us then. Remember, you can hear the podcast 24 7, 365. Until tomorrow at 1 o'clock, Southern Miss. To the top.
2: Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I'm on fire like an eagle.